welcome. This is an awesome podcast. This yeah. is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> to the Jeff. It's a lot of whiskey, Jeff. Macalino. Jeff Macalino. 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 Podcast. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me for another great episode. Uh, got a fun one for you today. Um, as I sip my coffee at 5.51 in the morning, I'm on a, I'm on the weirdest, uh, well, so just lack of sleep. I went, I went to, I think it was only two straight nights where I did not, literally did not get a second of sleep. Uh, with the sundown, I was able to nap for like an hour and a half uh, during the day. So rough, but I'm I'm building back up my my sleep uh, <laughs> my sleep bank. Um, yeah, that's I'm I'm gonna blame uh, laying off the alcohol. You know that stuff's good for you, right? Um, anywho, got a fun episode for you today. Um, with comedian uh, Jacob Craig. He's also the co-host of the Open Micers podcast. Uh, we're we're kind of uh, uh, a little bit of, well, we, we definitely are Eskimo Brothers, uh, podcast Eskimo Brothers. Let's let's be clear here. Um, probably not the other, the other kind. Um, but you never know. I, 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 we didn't dive into that. So <laughs> maybe in a future, future episode. Uh, very funny podcast. Very funny dude. Um, was just a, a, a good old, uh, good old time, uh, chatting, not, not, uh, you know, one of those, uh, there, there are, there are, an interesting dichotomy of podcasts that I have on here. Some of which, uh, involve a lot of preparation and, uh, you know, a lot of notes being taken to, to ask questions and some where, you know, my, my little notebook I keep by me, uh, it says Jacob Craig poop your pants <laughs> and that's all that's on the list so um yeah <laughs> but you got to stay tuned till the very end to get to that part of the conversation so you know we went about an hour before we got to the only thing i had written down on my sheet of paper so i had fun uh and uh you can check out his podcast as well let's just dive on into the pod uh after a quick word from our sponsors. Hey folks, you know I talk about mental health on this podcast a lot. Uh, with my own struggles, uh, a lot of times I talk to guests about their struggles. And uh, that being said, I uh, want to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether that's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professional, 
professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you. More scheduling flexibility and at a more affordable price. As a bonus, you get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Macalino. That's BetterHelp.com slash M-A-C-O-L-I-N-O. All right, everybody, I'm very pleased to welcome Jacob Craig to the Jeff Macalino podcast. How are you today, Jacob? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I am fantastic. I am fantastic. Um, I'm I'm glad to get you on. Um, I think when we were first talking, I told you, because uh, I think you had looked through some of mine and been like, some of my episodes and been like, oh, we have some common guests. And I'm like, that's where I know you from. I heard you interviewing uh, Neil Berline <laughs> before he came on my podcast. I always try to scout, you know, the 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 other, you know, appearances that people have made. Uh, or listen to their podcast and I'm like oh I I knew I already have this guy in my podcast queue so this is an easy one <laughs> yeah it was um it was it was fun looking through your your past episodes when I discovered your podcast because I was like oh he he fell into the same thing we did for a minute where it's like oh we've had this person from here this person from here like I I know exactly what publicist he's working with at this point because I did the same thing. Yep. Yeah, I was it was a lot, it was like it was a nostalgia almost. Uh seeing like, oh, I know he got this from you know this website. Yeah, it was it was kind of a blast from the past going through and being like, oh shit, we have like a, a ton of people in common. Yeah, yeah. It, it's always fun uh when you see that. And then there's some where I, I was uh, I don't even remember why, but I was looking back at a guest appearance I made on another podcast uh, just this past week. I think I was hunting for something I said because to, this this is something you might appreciate is because I was looking at it because I'm like, I know I made a funny joke that I was proud of in this podcast. And I I remember talking to someone who had just interviewed Mark Norman on, on their podcast a couple of years yeah. ago and they said the great thing was he was trying out material on the podcast and then i went to see him the next night and he was you know working it out more on stage and i'm like well that needs to be when i'm guesting on a podcast i'm gonna want to try try throw some zany stupid jokes that i wouldn't throw put on my podcast because i don't want my listeners yeah. to but like this way i could uh, kind of workshop it with a with a audience of sorts and but so i was going back and listening to his podcast and when i scrolled through he had i think 60 episodes and like 20 of the last 30 were like guests that i had had on i'm like wow we really we were really crossing swords a lot on <laughs> this oh yeah yeah dude, hey. that's that's why mark uh mark norman is so good too dude like he is always on he, mm -hmm. He's like the perfect comedy podcast guest because he comes on and he's like, I I don't get my material from podcasting. I bring my material to podcasting and I'm just going to throw throw as much shit out as I can until it sticks. Yeah. Mark is like a white whale for me, dude. Like I would love nothing more than to get Mark Norman on on one of my shows. I, I feel like I'm I'm uh, I'm so close 
Yeah. <laughs> so his uh his feature a lot of times on the road is a comic out of Buffalo, Sean Murphy. Yeah. And I heard on Tuesdays with stories, I heard him talking about Sean Murphy. So I reached out to him. Uh and then I went to see he was featuring for Mark Normand in Tampa last year at Side Splitters. So I went to see and, and, you know, I, I had Sean Murphy on the podcast like the day uh, it released the day his YouTube special came out, which is fantastic. Um, and he's a he's a comic who's going to explode soon. I'm kind of he, yeah. he's starting to get there, but I'm kind of surprised he hasn't uh, kind of taken the next step yet. He's if you're not familiar with him, you'll you, you should check him out. I think you'll like him. Um, but, uh, but I was happy. He, he recognized me at the show and then my <laughs> side splitters closes up and, and Mark Norman's gone, but it was just for some reason, me and my friend who went to the show, they close up and it's just me, Sean Murphy, who's sober, the MC and the, and the opener are just sitting at the bar and I'm like, why am I still here? <laughs> What? How do I get grandfathered <laughs> into this? I like it. Don't get me wrong. They didn't make me leave. I got another drink. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we, I, we've we've definitely been close at points too, dude. Like, I, I feel like if I could just get through to like actually him and not have to go through his agents, he'd probably do my podcast because we've had on like Andrew Chavon, Matt Ruby. Um, we've talked to his wife about coming on the podcast. I have an email chain with with his with May, his wife. Uh, I've worked with his opener on the road currently. Uh, I have another friend who books him at his club all the time. So it's like, we have so many people in common that like, I know that we would have so like, you know, so, so many common threads to talk about on an, on a podcast that he would do it. It's just, you know, he, he's at a point now where he has millions of followers. So it's like, you yeah. can't get any messages to him directly. You got to go through somebody who's going to do all their homework about everything you've ever said on your podcast and say, Mark's not going to do this. <laughs> no yeah. You, you, you need to, comedians are perfect to get before they get behind like the wall of privacy, <laughs> like before oh, they yeah. get an agent basically that you have to go through. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I've even had a couple agents respond to me and be like, I, I'd love to have this comic come on your podcast. Uh, I'll get back to you. And they never do. No, they never do, dude. I, I never email agents anymore. And and luckily there's enough hilarious, like sort of famous comics who also just don't use agents. And yeah. there, there's one guy specifically who really well known, done my podcast. Uh, we've had a conversation at a bar before about how his agents just did not give a shit about him. So he just, he dropped every single one of them and he has made more money and he's released more specials than when he had one of the biggest agencies in the country, just, you know, just by having contacts already and doing it by himself. So it's like, you know, you, the agents are not the end all be all. You could definitely get around it. No. Well, that's even, uh, that's, it's interesting because I often do think, okay, unless you're trying to get a sitcom or something like that. Yeah. If you're big enough, you sell yourself like, you know, I get having an assistant who can book your flights and all this, but like having someone just take 10% of your money when you're selling yourself, they don't really have to do 
much. Yeah. I wouldn't imagine. That's not to slight agents. I eventually hope to get an agent for acting. So, so yeah. Which I feel like you you need an agent only if you're absolutely nobody or if you're extremely popular. Because like yeah. if, if you're just starting out and you're absolutely nobody, you need the agent and their contacts and everything to actually get you work. And if you're, you know, if you're like Tom Segura doing 300 dates on a tour, then of course you're going to need somebody to organize that. But if you're an in-between guy, like you, you probably know, know more people on shows you're willing to do than your agents do because they're not going to let you do bar shows that are going to pay you a flat $400 to come there in the middle of nowhere. Like, I mean, that's a solid gig for solid people and your agent's going to pass on it fucking why like yeah like yeah i feel like agent standards are higher for their clients than you know their clients maybe need to be well there's there's tons of great bar shows all over the country that like no one with an agent's doing bar shows and it's hmm. kind of it's kind of insane because the agent doesn't think it's not it's not worth an hour or two of work for 40 dollars. i mean that's that's where the agent comes in where it's like well it's not worth the uh uh, it's not worth the time I'm going to put in for the few bucks I'm going to get out of this, you know? Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, most, most agents are pretty selfish like that. I, I have had conversations with a few agents. Like, I mean, specifically I'll, I'll say it cause it's a positive shout out. Uh, Jenny Zagrino's agent, her agency is really good. I don't, I don't know who she agents with or whatever, but when we, when we were booking her on the podcast and the tour that she was, doing at the time the guarantees that they got her were fantastic and they very well could have just given up putting her on our podcast because i had missed like 12 fucking emails from them for whatever <laughs> reason I don't, I don't even know how that happened but i just looked at my phone and i had like 10 missed emails from the guy and uh but he's still like i mean they they like fought for their client to do at the time like a podcast that was not nearly as po- as popular as it is now because they like they knew it was important to like get that media out there. I I always think that the um and I, I think uh I, I've heard Mark Norman go, going back to him on podcasts talking about he he just can't say no to anyone. And I think that's I, I think his attitude was you you never you never know who you know you, you might say no to the next Joe Rogan. Right. Like, right. why you just, you know, what? what's the harm? What's I'm sure anyone in this planet could find an hour to to say, yeah, I'll go sit and talk to you on a microphone. It's not podcasting really opened up with Zoom. That's, uh, you know, yeah, that, that really changed the game of, well, I don't need to find people who are close to me or who have to travel to me to do it. I can talk to anyone on the planet as long as we can find a mutual hour that works for the two of us. Yeah, I mean that's what really launched our podcast. I mean, we we started in the, in the pandemic, mm-hmm. so it's like so. Of course, our only option was Zoom, and then coming out of the pandemic, we just still kept going to Zoom because it's like, well, no one's going to be coming to Ocean Springs, Mississippi, to sit down <laughs> in a studio with us. So we might as well just do Zoom and sell it to people. Like, dude, you can give us forty five minutes from your phone and your car while you're driving to a gig. And, you know, we're, we're more than happy to just, you know, talk to you and be able to, um, you know, 
say that, that, you know, we've had this person on our podcast that we're huge fans of. I mean, that's, that's kind of where it all started for us. Yeah. That, well, that's the, uh, that's one thing I'm, I'm vain about. I don't know if that's the right word, but we'll, we'll go with that with the, I mentioned the IMDb page. Actually, I think I mentioned that before we were recording. Yeah. Because IMDb takes podcasts. So one of the things I love is, is, you know, you, you, you start to see like the mutual credits and like uh, a few months ago, back to back days, Joe Rogan put out two podcasts and they were both with guests who had been on my podcast. I'm like, Oh, that bastard stealing from me. Um, Oh yeah, dude. It, it, even though, it, in fairness, one of them was it was his third appearance on his podcast, uh, and the other one was Sam Talent. So, <laughs> right, I don't, it wasn't stealing from me. Sam just has escalated where he is in in life. He went from the Jeff Macalino podcast, the Joe Rogan experience, to the Open Micers podcast. In in the, he's progressed. Oh yeah, time. dude, top tier, <laughs> way above Rogan. We dude, we we actually, I don't remember if it was in twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. But uh, we beat out Joe Rogan's podcast for like a podcasting award mm. somehow, which to be fair, like Joe Rogan doesn't need that award and definitely didn't know he was even nominated for it. Right. But it's fun to be like, you know, to my friends, hey, I beat out the Joe Rogan podcast for an award. And they're like, no, you no, you fucking didn't, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I uh, the thing that... Uh when I was talking to uh, somebody about uh, Bill Ottman, who was, who was making his third appearance on Rogan, but his publicist reached out to me like two, three months before then. Yeah. And, you know, I interview him and then I listen to him on Rogan. I'm like, Oh, he knew he was going on Rogan, I think. And he was just, this was why a publicist was looking for podcasts to kind of, test run test you you know he's not a comedian he's a tech guy so it's like test your material yeah. out for a couple months before you get the big shot in front of you know the big you know the millions and millions of people um i also had a a, a teacher who got fired for having an only fans and nice. she she told me she had hired a pr team she had not done a single interview and she came on my show first they told her to come on my show first and i'm like Okay. And I'm like, afterwards, I'm like, why? She's like, oh, they said you're just a really nice guy and you're not going to, you're not going to give me a hard time or anything. And I'm like, all right. And she's like, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing this. Then I'm doing this, this, and then some relatively big newspaper. I can't remember what it was. And then she's like, yeah. And in two months, I'm doing Dr. Phil. So I'm like, so I'm just like the warm up act for Dr. <laughs> I'm like the opener for Dr. Phil now or Joe Rogan. I would, use, <laughs> I would use that as a credit open for Dr. Phil. <laughs> Well, if I ever go back to doing stand-up, that's how I'll be introduced. He's, he's open for Dr. Phil. <laughs> yeah, right. What's uh what's her OnlyFans account just for research purposes? Um I don't remember what her name is on OnlyFans, but her real name is Sarah Jury. Now I'll find her. <laughs> she she uh I yeah, I forget what she but she was saying I made a comment, I think, on on the you know, you never know what you actually say on the podcast and what you say before and after, or at least yeah. when you drink as much as me. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's the case. But um uh I said to her like something about 
well, yeah, people are into MILFs or something because she's like 40. But she's like, oh, no, it's all about the teacher fetish. And I'm like, oh, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I, I feel like every young boy's sexual awakening came from a teacher for the most yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. And well, like she leaned into it like I, I'll give your dick a report card. So like, oh, nice. I some This fascinates me that there are lots of chicks actually on OnlyFans who actually solicit dick pics. Guys pay them money to send them a picture of their dick and give it a grade. And it's like, well, of course you're never going to get a failing grade, no matter how mangled your dick is. But, but I'm like, yeah, think about that. I, I am subscribed to you first of all. So I'm already paying you monthly. And then I pay you extra to send you a picture of my penis. <laughs> That's quite a scam you've got going. for you. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that checks out. I mean, to 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 have to field hundreds of pictures. Well, that's of, true. Of varying degrees of disgusting phalluses. And and you you would think logically you're gonna get the extremes, right? You're gonna get the dudes who are super proud of their cock, and dudes who are so ashamed of their cock that no one's ever seen it before. So they're like, please. I know if I'm paying this woman, she's not going to talk about my tiny, crooked dick. Like yeah. That's a, my assumption, at least. Look, and, and then she doesn't even have to look at him, though. She can just copy and paste the same exact response for everybody. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so big, and you're so handsome. Thank yeah. you. This dick <laughs> has a lot of character. So that would, that would be the word if, if you got a small penis. It would be like, it's got a lot of character. Yeah, it's like your dick has a great personality. I would love to get to know it more. <laughs> it's it's not a leading man, but it's you know it could open for you know and stand up, <laughs> maybe yeah, MC. It, it's more of a J.K. Simmons. It's a character actor. It's not. <laughs> it's not gonna. It's not sexiest man alive material. Yeah this this isn't Brad Pitt. This is uh this is Jacob. <laughs> this is Craig. Brian. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I I do ha I do have various jokes about my my penis. To be fair, <laughs> I I I think now I tried the first time I did stand up was at an open mic that was an open mic that included like poetry and music and shit. Oh, disgusting! Continue. Yeah, awful. And all I did was make jokes about my dick. Hell yeah! Anytime. Yeah, and, but but then when I started doing real stand-up open mics, I was like, I'm not talking about my dick. And I'm like, I I probably did, though, many times. But I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to focus on my penis. Um, But I, I, I'm trying to think. I'm sure I, I'm sure I did. Because I did have a bit that I loved, but uh, it wasn't super relatable because... My it, it was a joke about um, I know how uh, how uh, it's been a while since I've I, again, I don't even know whether I performed this one or just practiced it. But it was a bit about knowing the uh, angst that a woman has when a dude pulls his pants down in front of her for the first time. And you don't know what you're going to get. Right. As far yeah. as dicks, you know, you don't know if it's going to be tiny, huge, crooked, weird, circumcised, uncircumcised. And I'm like, I know that because 
I drink a lot and occasionally uh, snort a little something, something. So every time I pull down my pants, I don't know what I'm going to get either. It, it might be big. <laughs> it might be, it might be a turtle. It might, you know, it, it, it might get, it might be hard. It might never get hard. It might last for 30 seconds. It might last for 30 days. There is no, so, so every time I interact with my penis, it's a stranger basically because my body is road hard and or road hard and put up wet something like that <laughs> but that was in essence the, and i'm like it's not relatable because it's like i'm a morbid alcoholic who occasionally does blow so who in the audience can relate <laughs> not yeah well the stand-up comics can usually but not anybody else <laughs> yeah that's probably why i thought it was funny i thought it was a good bit i would do it yeah <laughs> i i, I think doing it I think there's something to it. I never really worked it all the way through, but uh, yeah, I also um, and and th this will this will be a question leading to you is I also right. completely put stand up on like the complete back burner to me. So I started. I'm 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 older than you. I started a little more than two years ago at age. Okay. I should know how old I am, shouldn't I? Uh, oof, 34? Let's go with that. Okay. What year? 24? I'm 36 now. Yes, I'm 34. That's good. I guess it's good. I don't know my age. It doesn't matter anymore. Um, but I'm starting, which is very old, obviously, to start doing stand-up comedy. And uh uh when I last year I was able to book a lead role in a comedy film. Okay. And I'm like, oh, there's so much it. I don't want to say easier because that's not necessarily correct. But for me, the pressure of being like, well, if you don't like the joke, go talk to the writer of the movie. Right. <laughs> when you're doing stand up, it's like, you don't like the joke. Oh, fuck. I'm going to go kill myself now. Uh, so, so that took to me, I was like, all right, well, I like. I like the idea of making other people's words funnier. So basically like Robin Williams stand up. So I, mm -hmm. I think I stole, I think I stole that joke from somebody who was interviewing me, but um, it, it's, it's like, it, it takes, you're still being funny. You're still, you still can have the joy, but I'm like, there's the, there's not the seatbelt. Like, hold on. Don't want to say that because I can't, Ugh. it's it's only me to attack if i if i cross the line um so now you you do stand up uh have you ever even considered dabbling in acting or is that uh so i have but only because um i'm currently working on a, a comedy screenplay mm. where i have written myself into sort of the co-lead role yeah. So the only reason I would do any acting is so that I could actually shoot my screenplay and bring it to fruition and not be bad at the acting part of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've had a couple of, of different opportunities to try acting. It's just like, it's different to me. Like, I'm really going to drive two hours to go shoot a short film for another six hours for no pay just to get this on my resume as opposed to like doing stand up. Like I've been doing that for so long and I have such a big passion for it that like, you know, you can be like, Hey, I'm going to give you a free beer 
and some mozzarella sticks come drive six hours north and do fucking five minutes on my show I'm like yeah i'm there dude that sounds that's the best gig i've gotten all year let's do it <laughs> they well and you're also i think location probably has something to do with that too is i'm in i'm in st petersburg right by you know right across the bridge from tampa um okay. so there's somewhat of a comedy scene like minutes from me uh and also somewhat of a film scene uh right. whereas you're in you know mississippi yeah. which i don't yeah, imagine fuck nowhere <laughs> i was gonna say i was gonna use those exact words but i'm like well i don't know if he's passionate about this. <laughs> oh no i'm I'm passionate about hating being from mississippi dude this place fucking sucks <laughs> are you are you at least a saints fan though no dude the saints aren't from fucking mississippi i never got that but it's right next door mississippi dude. doesn't have a team <laughs> Yeah, that's why I don't watch football because Mississippi doesn't have a team. I'm not okay. gonna root for the nearest team, dude. That's Come fair. On. That's what I don't. Well, I, I I was gonna say I don't root for the nearest team except for all of these things behind me, except for the uh, the Saints pennant behind me, right. or the nearest team. The Saints are the only team I some some reason root for instead of the local team. So, but but no, that's I do think some of that. Um, and I'll be honest, thinking, you know, part of this is the the age thing that you probably don't, uh, well, you definitely don't need to worry about as much as me, and you don't have kids either, right? I do have a kid, actually. Oh, you do? How old? Yeah, uh, three years old. Oh, three? Okay. Yeah, yeah, accident. So, well, yeah, that was, that was my 13-year-old. <laughs> yeah, that was so, me 23 years ago, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking, yeah, I think it's genetic or something. Yeah, no, that's so you were about you're you're 23 now. Yeah. So you were I think I was 22 when I had my kids. So you were younger than me. Yeah, um, I was 19. But yeah, I at at I'll say that at 34 when you've established a professional career and you're like I want out, I want out and you've got two like I was going to say middle-aged kids. That's not the right word, but <laughs> clo close to adult, you know, like my daughter now is 13. My son's 10. Like they're more than halfway to adulthood. Yeah. Like at 18, you know, I'll let them live in my house, but I don't have to support them at that point. Right. Yeah. Right. You just got to throw them a pop tart every now and then and they'll fucking be okay. Yeah. They can just eat what's in my fridge. You know, if they don't like it, they can buy their own food. <laughs> like that's, yeah. you know, once they're out of high school. So but right. anyways, that's so so with me, it was like, all right, I'm 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 doing the math here and I know it takes years to make any significant amount of money doing stand up. Right. And it's like, well. I could sh I mean, I probably shouldn't. Well, I'm sure I'll say it. I won't reveal what it is, but I literally had to show up Monday to do a background acting gig and it was maybe three three and a half hours i got a hundred dollar bill i'm like that's that's you know way you know yeah. to to <laughs> i'd probably have to travel across seven states to make that much doing stand-up after i've done stand-up for you know two years religiously not kind of sparsely like i have a, a couple dozen times over a year and a half you know so it, it's uh uh to me i'm like the opportunity to actually make money 
it seems to be easier for me again just because where i live i think geographically and i don't think just doing stand-up i don't think someone can just live in in the tampa bay area and actually make a living doing it um i i i think obviously you could be a road comic if you're good enough but I'm I'm devo- I'm an every other weekend dad, so can't have an every other weekend road comic gig and make enough money to keep a roof over my head. So that's where I'm yeah. like, I, that, I think that's the other economic part of it for me. But again, geographically, you're probably having to travel six hours to to act in anything because <laughs> yeah. I guess unless it's specially shot in Mississippi. <laughs> Well, I mean, so I'm I'm two hours from New Orleans and two hours from Pensacola. So, I mean, I could get background gigs acting over there, but it's like at that point, too, you have to weigh that against like just my normal job. So yeah. it's like, well, I'm not going to go do a 12 hour shoot for this amount of money when I could go, you know, when my my actual job is is paying out enough. Um, but as far as like the, you know, the putting the time in thing, like the time versus the money you make. Like the first 10 years you're in stand-up, you're not going to make any money. Like no one does. I mean, there's very few comics that do. The ones that do usually suck. And they're, you know, they're using the TikTok or YouTube or whatever platform to kind of propel themselves faster. But it's like the first 10 years you do stand-up, like your only goal, like your goal, your goal isn't even to make money. Your goal is to get good at stand-up. Like, yeah, I mean, you have to spend that long to know that every single bit you write is going to be a good bit that you can go do headlining a show that you can try out and it'll kill. Like you're, you're perfecting your product before you try to really sell it. And there's, there's only a few guys who before 10 years can really like do that and make money at that and actually be funny, you know? Yeah, and it's a it's a weird, especially with the social media aspect to it nowadays. Yeah, where you can just blow up on TikTok and and you know that 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 creates an interesting dilemma too. And even when me personally, when I would go to open mics, you know, I would always go to a bar and talk to comics afterwards. Um, Alcohol kind of is an important aspect of my life, but um, I've we'll, maybe we'll talk about this if we have time. Your your diet, I hope you don't drink nearly as much as me, or you're going to have some real problems. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I'm, I'm not much of a, a drinker anymore, thankfully. I need the road a lot less now. Mm. Well, spe- speaking of, by the way, that's another thing with me. Uh, even before I read Sam Sam Talent's book. I was like, yeah. I'm pretty sure I would die real fast if I was a road comic. Between oh, okay. just taking every drug that people offered me and just drinking my face off and fucking any woman who would take me, I'm like, yeah, I'd be dead within three years. Almost certainly. <laughs> oh, dude. That, I I mean, I couldn't even, I barely survived like three days of that, bro. Like, I mean, after a three-day bender of doing fucking tours you're staying at like some, usually someone's house because you can't afford a hotel or Airbnb. So you're just staying at someone's fucking house 
and you're staying up all night smoking your fucking lips off and then just melting your face with tequila and then like you're shitting yourself all the way up until it's time to do the show the next night <laughs> like and i i've toured with some crazy motherfuckers dude i toured with this one kid who uh we partied all night long all night long we stayed up until five in the morning laughing our asses off we were like one dude jumped the fence into the neighbor's yard next door we were doing some like heinous like uncool shit (laughs) and then we finally go to bed and at like 11 o'clock this crazy motherfucker is still awake and he's like dangling uh what is it called? Lagervulin shots or whatever that shit oh, is. Oh, yeah. Ab- like above my face to wake me up. Like, hey, get up and take this shot. I'm like, are you, you have a serious problem and you're not even good at comedy. Why are you on this tour? That's, that's why. <laughs> I, that's I do why. think that's why is because that's the only lifestyle where it's even moderately acceptable to live that way is being like, well, I'm a comic. I, I do drugs. I, I drink, I, you know, whatever. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, the amount of guys that I've, you know, I've gone on tour with and they're just, they're doing blow and drinking the whole time. And then when it's time to get on stage, it's like, you can tell that like they're, I mean, they're drunk, they're slurring their words. They're fucking talking fast. It's like, you're making yourself bad at comedy because you want to live this stupid like life of what you think a road comic is instead of like maybe write some notes of like a new tag or something during the day instead of doing all that dumb shit. Hey, hey, this podcast is sponsored by Xsense. Xsense is an innovative company providing home safety products, including cutting edge smoke detectors, carbon monoxide alarms, and other smart home security systems designed to keep you and your loved ones safe 24-7. And let me tell you about this new product they have. It's the STH-54. It's a Wi-Fi hygrometer thermometer. You can place it in your room, greenhouse, musical instrument case, or uh, literally anywhere to ensure that the temperature and humidity are at the right level and it won't cause potential damage to your home or your items. Sounds like something that would be useful for me here in Florida. It's a lot of heat and humidity. (laughs) As a special offer to the listeners of this lovely podcast, Xsense is offering an exclusive 15% discount on your first purchase. Just visit xsense.com, that's x-s-e-n-s-e.com, and use the promo code Jeff Macalino at checkout. Protect what matters most with Xsense. Yeah, well, well, that's my, <laughs> that's my thing with podcasting. I'm like, uh, you know, I, 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 you know. If the guest wants a podcast at noon, that means I'm going to start drinking at 1130. And guess what? <laughs> that, you know, I'm an artist. <laughs> I'm not a degenerate alcoholic. I'm creating art. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's, true. that's how like you rectify it in your brain. It's like, I'm I, I'm not a degenerate alcoholic. I'm, I'm performing. <laughs> I, this is for the yeah. people. <laughs> Which, I mean, podcasting is a whole different animal, though. Like, I feel like you can, you know, you can get a few drinks in you on a podcast. It just makes for a better show. But it's like, if you, if you go up, you know, six beers deep on, you know, 
a fucking road gig in the middle of nowhere and you know i have to pick up after your bomb that's another thing like when you're when you're touring with guys it's like you're on a football team dude like yeah. i'm picking up your fumble if you bomb in front of me and i'm fucking pissed about it because i have to work harder now because you just you shit the bed for 10 minutes and now i have to spend at least 10 minutes to just get the fucking energy back that you lost like yeah. nothing pisses me off more than going on the road with people who are like you know inconsiderate about that and don't like actually take it seriously i i don't think it's interesting and i'm i'm someone who who uh has i've several times i've cursed out burt kreischer on this podcast okay because i'm convinced i could drink that motherfucker under the table um, <laughs> okay. and i think i think i i think i could by the way but that my uh, the intro the most interesting thing behind where i was going with that is i remember I think it was the second or third time I did an open mic. Um, I think it was the third time because the second time, the first time I did it, there were nine people in the audience and six were family and friends and yeah. bombed my ass off. Second time was a horrible set that killed because there were 50 drunk people in the audience who were just going with every loose premise I threw out there and dying. So yeah. The third one was like 20, 25 people, which not bad for, you know, as far as audience goes for open mics, I'm like, it was pretty good. But I was way down on the list and I was sitting at the bar because I didn't want to sit out and watch the other comics before I went up. And I was about 13 Crown Royals deep, like Jesus Christ, dude. like and I was stone fucking sober when I went on stage. I, I I brought my drink with me because I'm like, if I if I happen to do it, I'm going to just be like, hey, cheers, you know, easy crutch to be like, ah, I'm drunk. That's why I fucked up that joke. Didn't do that the whole time. I'm I'm stone sober when I go on stage. It's a mediocre up and down set and uh, get off. And within two minutes, I'm just shit faced <laughs> like I'm like. The adrenaline just held all the drunkness away until I, I got off stage and oh was like, gosh, yeah. and then it's like, oh, my God, I can't even see straight anymore. <laughs> I was about to say, dude, like, just because you can't feel anything doesn't mean you're sober. Jesus Christ. I was I was I, I I'm fairly certain I have a, a, an audio recording of that set and you could not tell that there was not a, a slur. There was not a stutter. Could not tell a thing was wrong with with me. But the you know again within within minutes of of getting off stage it hit me like a fucking wrecking ball. I was like, oh, there's all those drinks. Let me get an Uber and pay my bar tab. So I ended up to perform that open mic. I ended up paying like a hundred dollars in drinks. So oh my god, dude. Yeah, yeah it that's was another thing, man. Like it, <laughs> it, it, like that's that's capital that people don't even realize because it's like when you're starting in the open mic, you're at the bottom of the totem pole. And you're fucking fifteenth on the list or whatever. It's like you've got to fucking you know buy drinks and food mm -hmm. and whatever, and you know, and then stay and talk after to try to make you know connections and and talk to other co uh, comics and make friends and shit. So it's like, yeah, just just going and doing an open mics and grinding costs like you know a hundred dollars a week. And there there were two. Uh... 
at the place I like to go to the most, there were two different kinds of comics. The ones who did their set and immediately bolted to try to get to another mic and the comics who sat around at the bar and drank. And I was definitely the latter. And uh, I also, that's when I also had a realization personally. I'm like, I think I, I, th- I think I'm better at the podcasting thing than I am at the the uh, the stand up thing. Like just my personality, like you know, a lot of them were like, "I'd never do a podcast. I, I'm not. I couldn't. I couldn't do that." And I'm like, "Really? It's so much easier than than doing stand up." They're like, "What?" A- it's very interesting to hear. And acting's kind of. The, I, I feel like all three of those things are in the realm of. of comedy if you're acting if you're doing stand-up if you're podcasting they can all be in the same realm but it is very interesting to see what some people a lot of stand-ups i mean i i'm sure they've told you and and have heard on other podcasts what they never want to act and never think they could possibly act um some are petrified of of this kind of long form doing a podcast because I'm like, well, you're just a shallow person, I I assume, if that's the case. But but it, it's an interesting, like, everyone is so differently hardwired that it's like, yeah, some people are some uh, some people are made to do stand up, and some people maybe could be good at stand up. But like, I think if I spent ten years, I'd probably be okay. I, I you know I would I wouldn't be the king of the hill, but I'd be making a living. I think. 10 15 years of of practice and all that but it's like out of those three things it's by far the least comfortable thing to do for me yeah well what's even worse is when you talk to a comic who thinks that they can just immediately be good at acting or podcasting Mm. and you know most of the time like dude most of the open micers i talk to they're like so like they're such delusional people where they think that they can immediately pick anything up and be good at it. And it makes sense because they think that the five minutes they just did on stage was also actually good. And it's yeah. not, yeah. It's, it never is dude. Like a hundred percent of the time, the people who have these aspirations are not are already good at the thing that they're trying to fucking do. Like you got to nail down one thing before you go into another one, dude. Like I got pretty good at stand up before I started a podcast. That's, the fucking the way the art forms work <laughs> yeah well and and see i think skill level wise i was like i don't know if i'm good at podcasting but the audience seems to like me so so i'm gonna i'm gonna take it as i am i've got some ability i'm at least good at booking a a, a good variety of guests I think okay. at the very least, I'm good at producing a podcast. But that is a skill, dude. That's a skill a lot of people don't realize behind the scenes. Like the booking guests is really fucking hard. Like no one thinks about that. Oh yeah, it, it's it's such a weird. Uh, I'm I'm sure you can relate to this because you you release once a week, also correct? Yeah. 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 So so there are times like I am right now, as I'm recording this interview. And I realize this is my podcast we're doing, so I don't know why I'm I, I'm, I'm definitely talking way too much. But, but oh, you're good, <laughs> again, this is whiskey out of a pint glass, so so things 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 go a direction. Wait, that was whiskey this whole time? 
Oh yeah, dude. I thought I thought that was a fucking beer. What's wrong with you? That was full when we started. This is this is my third. <laughs> oh my god, Jeff, who hurt you? I don't know. That's actually, you, you know, what's funny is one of my. I, I was going to make this joke, but I'm technologically retarded, so I don't know how to. You play. You have been playing your intro on the podcast and getting the the guests' reaction to it. At least the yeah. last few episodes. Yeah. And uh, I have a, a kind of a goofy intro to my podcast and I couldn't figure out how to play it so you could hear it. But one of the one of the voices in there uh, is and I'm like, welcome. And then, you know, to the Jeff. And, and then it cuts to Sam Talent on my podcast being like, oh, my God, that's a lot of whiskey, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and i i it was it wasn't even because it was sam talent uh it was because i'm like that's the perfect line i want that's a lot of whiskey jeff so yeah yeah so that's, that's hilarious. yeah it, it, it's it's the cheap stuff but you know gets the job done um i forget where i was going with that oh oh yeah, yeah. so as i'm as i'm recording this like this will be i'm gonna have like six episodes in the can and I don't tend to edit my podcast, so having six in the can is like, I don't, I guess I don't have to do this for a month and a half, except for, I'm sure you've had the panic of, shit, I, I don't have a podcast recorded, I, I gotta schedule someone, record it, and make sure it's good to go within, you know, even like 10 days, or even like two weeks at this point is like, holy shit. Like, what am I going to do? I got to I gotta get a podcast guest because I can't not have an episode. Well, you, you know, I mean, we've we've alleviated ourselves of that recently because, I mean, mm. we, we, you know, we, we kind of try to rebrand our podcast every now and then to get, you know, to try to just kind of narrow down our listeners into a niche because like niche podcasts just do better numbers than than broad comedy ones. And neither of us are famous, you know, so it's like we can't pull off of that. So before we were doing like actors, musicians, whoever, we're like, all right, let's do just fucking comedians. And then now we're doing comedians. And it's like, all right, instead of just a general talk, let's let's make sure we incorporate the name of the fucking show and yeah. ask them about their open mic experiences and all this shit. And so I'm at a point now where like, if I can't get a guest that I specifically want, like a top tier guest who we've had, you know, luckily the last three months, pretty much all top tier guests, I can either a go back to texting a, a, a local actual open micer and do right. just like a fun local episode like that. Who's more than thrilled to have the opportunity because we haven't had anyone local on our show in like a very long time because we've been getting, you know, thankfully these, these uh, more popular people, or we can just do a host episode because our patrons and our listeners actually like it when we do just me and my co-host better than when we have guests, which is yeah. insane to me. Well, like that that, we, we've gotten that feedback several times and it's like, dude, we're, we're talking to fucking Sam talent and Dave stone and Bo Alexander. And you like it better when me and Jason make fun of each other for 30 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, well, I the uh, the the one where you did news recently. I think it was a Patreon thing that you put on Spotify. Yeah. Um, 
that was hilarious. But that was so. Yeah, but I, I, it's also probably depends on what what mood the uh, the listeners in, right? But also, you you the open micers podcast. You you've obviously given yourself a brand, right? Like that's right. you kind of have a so it makes sense. Whereas I am kind of scattershot all over the place with my guests. I think the majority, or at least the plurality of them, have been comedians. But it's like I, you know, I'll talk to anyone, and I, I've I've had you know serious conversations a, a couple of times. I was I was brought to tears uh by the not not laughter tears like you know yeah so it's like my my but again what's the name of my podcast it's jeff mackley so i can do anything i want because my brand is just an alcoholic (laughs) right you know who who probably is a little autistic and definitely has some sort of add uh (laughs) you know so i i don't but yeah if you call yourself you know open mic or podcast and you're talking to uh you know someone who's not funny right oh yeah dude we we went through a period the reason we've rebranded the podcast again recently was because we went through a period of like three weeks where we're like we just don't like the guests that i booked and it's like you know no fault of mine i booked them because i thought that they would be fun you know this you know they have a like a special to promote or, you know, he, he, there are people who are, you know, have written for a sitcom or like, like shit that I'm actually interested in. And then we talk to them and we're giving them our, you know, stupid, dumb, like zany questions. And they're just like drywall. Like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a stupid fucking question, but I guess I'll humor you for a minute. You, the, the worst is, uh, I'm sure you've experienced this. When you're talking to someone who's not, not famous, I mean, you know, yeah, like they're they're just objectively or so. I don't even. I never know objective and subjective. Something I should probably learn, <laughs> but they're just not famous. There's not a. It's like they're just as famous as you or me, basically. It's just like they're they're they've done a couple things. If you Google them, you'll be like, oh, okay, cool. But you're not like, oh my god, this person is huge. Right. And you you're goofing around and you ask questions and they're like, yeah, well, yeah okay. It's like, oh, well, why why did you? And half of those people, by the way, usually their publicists reached out to me, which makes it even worse. It's like, what? Why are you doing this? <laughs> you know, like right. And 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 it's been every rate of you know comedians. It happens sometimes too, where it's like they're just not funny people. They might be funny on stage. We, I, it's an interesting thing. Again, going back to Mark Norman. Mark Norman's on twenty four seven. It's like that's just who he is. I don't think he's playing a character on stage or anything. That's just his personality is just always firing, always goofy. You know, where where there are again this is kind of the the open mic at the bar afterwards talking to other comics some of them are just like yeah if, if, i don't you know i've been like that was yeah. that was a great set well yeah, 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 yeah. i'm like what 
do you not want to talk to me like you're you're very antisocial and not not fun you're very stoic and not funny as a person it's an interesting dynamic yeah i i mean all those people have one thing in common too it's like people who have tons of years in the game but they're still not where they think they should be or want to mm. be like i i was doing an open mic the other week probably a couple months ago now where um a bunch of these open mic guys signed up and I'd never seen any of them before. They'd all been doing it just a couple of months and they all fucking killed one after the other. All these guys just fucking went up there and, and, and murdered. And I was genuinely impressed. I was like, you guys are, you know, I, I went out of my way to talk to them because I was like, Oh shit, I can maybe like help these guys impart some knowledge, you know, make, make friends with them and, and, you know, offer, my help with anything they might need because they're they're funny like that's what comedians are usually willing to do to people who are who are funny um and then you have these like three or so guys who are 10 15 years into comedy who have been on the scene forever who went up there and just ate shit and they went over their time because they thought they could get it back and it's like they're sitting in a corner sad and pissed off well, I'm having the time of my life talking to these open micers two months into the game. It, I mean, it, it's it's like, why, you you still have that option. Like, why are you being a curmudgeon because you had a bad set and because you're not where you want to be? Like, I'm not where I want to be after six years, dude. I'm still going to talk to these fucking guys and try to make friends. Yeah. Well, that that's the... Uh... I, I mentioned the first time I did it and I, again, nine people in the audience and six of them were family or close friends who came just for me. And I still yeah. bombed, which I'm like, you guys need to learn how to act at a comedy club. I'm just saying like laugh when I, <laughs> you, when you know, I'm delivering a punchline, give me a, a courtesy chuckle. Like you just, you know, just be like, <laughs> no, that's, that's good though. They did the right thing. They, they, no, they, they let me eat shit. But I I go to the bar afterwards and and a, a couple of the other comments, how'd you do? I'm like, I bombed so bad I want to kill myself. They're like, hey, let's buy him drinks. And I'm like, yeah, right. Oh, right. It's fun to actually go to the bar and be like, hey, I ate shit. All right, let's take care of this guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because it's so real, dude. And and like when you're first starting in comedy, like, I mean, you're gonna bomb pretty regularly for at least three years. Yeah. Like, because you're figuring the shit out. Like, I mean, the biggest actors in the world, Brad Pitt or, or whoever you want to name, they haven't been acting for three years. Look at their work when they were a three-year actor. It also sucked. Like, it's just yeah. not good enough. It's not long enough to be good at an art form. No, well, that's... that's uh, I realized that even two days ago I was shooting a scene where I was playing a bartender and I had a handful of lines in, in this movie role. And this actress who, who I'm in the scene with is one of the leads and she's asking all of these questions. And I'm like, Oh wow. She is way, you know, asking my motivation for this. What am I thinking here? This kind of, you know, to the writer director. And I'm like, Okay, so dramatic acting is a lot different than comedic acting. Because at least in comedic acting, you know your only motivation is to be as funny as possible. Like, your job is to make a joke. Like, that's, you know, 
it, it's not hard to but i'm like oh she's thinking like 3d i'm very like oh shit she's thinking about all these things and i'm like again small role so i didn't really have to dive deep into this bartender character but i'm like oh wow yeah she 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 knows she knows the questions to ask and she's got a deeper understanding of the art form than i do as far as you know if i want to cross into dramatic acting uh yeah but yeah, it, it's a. I, I get it's all the knowing the little nuances and and things like that. It's it's all it's all the same, no matter what art form you're in. Um, yeah. I I do. Um, I do have to ask you this because I've I've heard it on the podcast and it it does concern me. Uh, okay. For 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 you, um, okay. you might I think be I know able- where this. I yeah. think I know where this is going. You just, know where it's going. Go yeah, give me give me the straight dick, Jeff. I, I I'm 36 and I've never shit my pants. You are a fucking liar. I'm not. Well, I mean, when I was a baby, you're a fucking liar, dude. There's no way you drink 11 Crown Royals at an open mic and then don't shit your pants immediately after. Never. You don't remember shitting your pants. You're gonna get yeah. me fired up, Jeff. I'm no, very passionate I, about I, this. No, I, 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 I've never. Now, again, I'm my body's a veteran. When I start drinking, the shit stops. Like I need to hydrate the next day before I can can have a nice BM. <laughs> I feel like you drink so much that you just don't shit anymore. Like, is that the problem? No, no, no. I do, but. Uh, I the closest I can. I'll tell you the closest I can. Okay. I was, uh, doing. I was. I I went on keto. And oh, I'll do it to you. <laughs> I I had my kids, so when I had my kids, I don't drink. So I'm. I turned from like Charlie Sheen to like Danny Tanner, you know, okay. like like that. Um, but I was also doing keto. And I we were at my parents' house. My mom makes pizza, but I can't have pizza crust. But there was keto pizza crust. And I I I I make this into a dough and, and put the sauce and cheese on it, you know, which is all fine with keto and, and some extra protein on top of it. And this crust, I ate the whole pizza. And then I look at the bag and it said, like the bag had like which I made all of it and ate all of it. It had like 110 grams of protein in it or not protein fiber in it. Gotcha. Uh, Fiber. And then the next day I had to drive my kids to school and it's like a two hour circuit because my son has to go to a gifted school 45 minutes away. Then I drive my dog. And as I'm driving back, my stomach, now I felt it. Because I was hydrated because I wasn't drinking. I was hydrated and I was chock full of fiber. And I it was bubbling. I let out a fart. And I'm like, oh my God, I just I think I might have shit myself. I'm like driving like with my ass clenched as tight as it can. I thought I may have shit myself. I got home, got on the toilet, and you know, I but I t- I take my underwear and I examine it and I'm like. I didn't shit. It felt like I may have, <laughs> but I did not. That was the closest See, I got. But but you understand where I'm coming from, though. Like you understand how it's possible. If I had to drive another thirty minutes, I would have shit myself. 
there you go. See? But that was so, that was one time. <laughs> but really, you're on my side, is what I'm hearing. Mm, I mean, I'm I'm. Uh, you're dealing with two extremes. I'm here, thirteen. I'm thirteen years older than you, and that's the okay, closest dude, I ever came. My co-host is forty-six, I think, and he is of the camp. That even when you're sick and have food poisoning or whatever, it's no normal person shits their pants. I I, love the camp that accidents happen, dude. I've got to agree with him. I I, What the fuck, Jeff? But because the accident didn't happen. I think I'm on Jason's side with this. The accident didn't happen. It was close. And I actually thought in that one instance, I thought I might have. Because it was, you know what? You know. Uh, retribution's coming for both of you. I hope you know that. You're putting some bad juju out into the world and you're going to end up shitting your socks. I, I mean, so, but here's the other thing. I would think, so So I even said if I had to drive 30 more minutes, I would have done it. Yeah. I think I would have pulled over and shit someplace if it, if it came, I, I don't think I would have let myself. Now, I if I had gotten in a car accident, I probably would have shit myself. If I had sneezed, I probably would have shit myself. I was I was getting a workout in, you know, tightening that sphincter down the stretch. But Okay, well, you guys must be blessed with something that I don't have. Because I never consciously make the decision of, I'm going to have to shit my pants. Just happens, dude. It's an accident. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to remind you of your co-host here. But, but it, it doesn't happen. It doesn't just happen. Yeah, it does, dude. It just happens. Let me tell you, you a story. Let me tell you a story, Jeff. I don't know if you've heard this or not yet, but I've, I, I try to tell it everywhere that's not my podcast because it's my favorite shitting my pants story because I once shit myself three Tuesdays in a row. Have you heard this? No, three Tuesdays in a row? Yeah, dude. Three Tuesdays in a row. Three weeks in a row. Every time on a Tuesday, I shit my pants like fucking clockwork. And each time was a different accident, dude. One time, one of the three times, the last time that it happened, I was at an open mic that I was hosting. I had already been there for like an hour and 30 minutes because I had to set it up, run sound, put the list up an hour early, uh, all this shit. And I'm standing at the bar talking to my friends. And I just shit my pants, Jeff. And I don't have an excuse for it. It just happens. It just comes out. And I just shit. And there's no reason. There's no reason that God should have let me shit in my jeans. But I fucking did. And I look at my friends and I say, I just shit my pants. I'll be right back. And it's past time for the open mic to start. Like we already started like 30 minutes late. And I'm hosting it. I'm in the bathroom dealing with my shitty pants. I throw my boxers in the trash and then I go up to the open mic and I do 15 minutes riffing about how I just shit my pants in the bathroom. (laughs) And to be fair, out of curiosity, every dude in that room got up to go look at my shitty boxers. So what's wrong with them? I, I, I I mean, yeah, curiosity wise, I think I would do the same thing. You're always wondering if it's true. <laughs> see, well, see, so you know what? I'm pulling you in on my side a little closer because you want to look at the shit. I, I, I think you must have a medical problem. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, probably, but I'm not going to do anything about it. 
at least see now if i were you so so i show up i, I show up for an acting gig where i have the costume on right like yeah. uh, two days ago I have the black button down and jeans on, and I bring an extra black button down, extra undershirt, extra underwear, and extra pants. Not extra socks or shoes. So, so that, but I'm like, just in case something happens, you never know what's going to happen. Someone could spill on me. I could shit myself. I could vomit. I, so, so at the very least, if I had a history of shitting on myself, I would probably have like, eight extra pairs of clothes with me at all times and that would just be cumbersome dude i i live it fast and loose dude i'm not always worried about shit in my pants sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't i'll roll the dice i'll figure it out <laughs> you you should get you should at least like get allergy tested to see if maybe something uh, something you eat or what I you know. know i mean <laughs> I, I guess if I mean, it doesn't was, matter. <laughs> there was definitely one time where it was definitely what I ate. The The first Tuesday that I shit myself, I was, it was before work. I went to a Chinese buffet and had lunch. I went to the Dollar Tree next door to, to buy a Mountain Dew Code Red because we're just batting a thousand at this point, Jeff. And um, I feel it coming. I was like, I have to poop. And I asked the lady at the Dollar Tree, I was like, hey, Where's your bathroom in here? And she says to me, we can't afford a bathroom, sir. And so I shit in my <laughs> pants because they couldn't afford a bathroom at the Dollar Tree. So I waited so long that I ended up just having to shit my pants. And I went to my job where I was working with kids at the time. So there's cameras everywhere. And there's just me in 4K footage walking to the break room bathroom, coming out with my shitty underwear balled up in my hand and then throwing it in the dumpster and then giving the camera a thumbs up on my way back in. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that, I've got I, 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 I've, I've got to lean into the, the, the medical, the medical. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not affecting anything. I feel like it's just something that happens to me sometimes. I'm a crazy guy. Well, yeah, look, I, I guess that's the factor of it is like my son would, he's 10 now, but like at six and seven, even sometimes he just piss himself and it would just be like, well, I was busy doing this and I didn't, I don't like, it didn't bother him that he pissed himself. Hell yeah. So I, I think it's a similar attitude of like, well, if it doesn't like, I don't need to address the issue if it doesn't really concern me. <laughs> like my alcoholism I mean, not... is you're shitting your pants. <laughs> exactly. So you are on my side. That's a win for me. I'll take it. I, I, I think, you know what? I think that that analogy may have actually swung me your way. Again, I I could never, if I shit my pants, I might I might hang myself. Like well, I, buddy, I, I would have had to. I would have had to have hung myself about 25 times now. So, oh, yeah, no, no, I'm not encouraging you or anyone else to do it. I'm just saying for me, I would be like, I'm, I might as well die. Why, my, dude? dude I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't, you, you've definitely done something in a drunken stupor that's more embarrassing than shitting your pants. I would bet money. Oh, God, absolutely. <laughs> so, then why is shitting your pants the thing that make you hang yourself? It's less embarrassing than what I don't, else. I, I don't know. You know what? I did, I did one time. 
I've, I've never admitted to this, but I did one time. I didn't piss myself, but I pissed on myself on accident. Okay. Okay. And that's that that that's so I was wearing a. I shouldn't tell the story because no one knows it because I tell Ubered it. the fuck out of there. I it was Halloween, and I was wearing a sombrero. I was very lazy with my costume, and I went in the bathroom, and I also had a little bit of booger sugar, so I was just letting it hang out and peeing. Except for I wasn't accounting for wearing something that was hanging way lower than my dick. So it deflected off that onto my like ankle area. And I'm sitting here, you know, I'm like, why is my foot wet? Am I standing in a puddle? And I look down and realize I'm pissing and deflecting it off the sombrero onto the, you know, the lower, the shin and below. So my shoe is full of piss. My sock is soaking wet. By the and when I when I reacted, it made it worse and made it go all over the place. So I'm like, yeah, of course. Now I'm literally covered in piss, and I'm a uh, 30 year old man or something around that age. And I'm like, I I I got I got an Uber, and I'm like, so so no, I don't think anyone saw me, but. I'm like, I immediately ordered an Uber in the bathroom because there was no way, like, this was like a gallon of piss before I realized I was doing it. And I, I ordered an Uber. I tried to dry myself off as much as possible. At least, like, my ass was dry, so I wasn't getting the, the piss on the car. But I definitely smelled yeah. like piss. Uh, and I said to the driver, I, I, I even had an excuse for the driver. I was like, yeah, I, I stepped in a puddle and I think it was like piss. <laughs> Something like that. I'm like, do you smell that? And he's like, oh, it's not that bad. I'm like, I'm so angry. Who would piss on the sidewalk? <laughs> so I, even oh, then I was wow. deflecting. Like, I, I, I'm not taking responsibility for... Again, I, I had my dick out. I just didn't... There was a backboard there that I didn't account for. Um, there was a lot of substance abuse. <laughs> Well, you see, Jeff, if if you would have shit your pants before this instance, this wouldn't have happened because then you would understand that when you shit your pants or you're in an accident like this, the key is to just stay calm. You don't you don't freak out and get the you don't piss jump. everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because then you're going to get more shit in your pants than needs to be in your pants. You just stay calm and bide your time until you get to the nearest Taco Bell, dude. At, at least then, if you keep it contained in the underoos, you've got the, you know, you can just get take it off, dispose, wipe, and and you'll probably be okay freeballing it from there. Exactly, dude. Just go assess the damage. If you're wearing jeans, you're probably fine. You're just going to have to go commando out of there. Get a beefy five-layer burrito on your way out, dude. Fucking start all over again. Who cares? I do love some Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't, dude? Who does it? By the way, I did I did have a friend because I do a thing on YouTube that's called Drunk Jeff Eats, where I eat fast new fast food items. And I have a friend who's like, Don't you shit yourself every day eating that stuff? And I'm like, I've never shit myself from fast food in my entire life. So apparently I just have a a, a, a stronger or a weaker constitution than some people. That's crazy, dude. I feel like I'm just more in touch with my animalistic side. Where it's like, these clothes don't suit me, man. I just need to be out there shitting. 
just shitting wherever <laughs> I walk. Just shitting like a horse, dude. Just wherever it fucking lands. Yeah, you you are basically you're 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 bigger you're a bigger man than Joe Rogan, in, in more ways than one. Yeah, me, in more me, ways than one, dude. Me, me too. <laughs> oh, nice, dude. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> uh, Jacob, uh, obviously, you've got the Open Micers uh, podcast, uh, which I'll link that and the website to it in the show notes. Uh, is there okay. anywhere else where uh, you want people to find you? Uh, let's see. You can, uh, you can follow open micers on everything that's including Facebook, Instagram, all that jazz. You can follow me personally at Jacob Craig comedy on everything or Jacob C Craig on Twitter. I don't really post on there much, but I'm going to start doing some, uh, reels and whatnot and see what I can do with all that. So, uh, yeah, you guys look out for that. And, uh, as far as live shows, October 6th, if you're in the Mobile or Alabama area, I'm going to be at the Alabama Music Box uh, doing the Stone versus Drunk versus Sober showcase. I'm going to be on Team Drunk. Let's fucking get it. All right. Well, I like your team. <laughs> yeah, dude, you'd be a fucking shoe-in for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. go figure. Uh <laughs> <laughs> cheers uh jacob thank you so much uh for coming on i really appreciate it and uh i i'll hope to talk to you again yes sir thanks for having me man that's it that's all hope you had a ball thank you jacob craig for joining me check out the open micers podcast and check out his socials uh in the show notes below uh please make sure you go over click that link in the show notes for my youtube channel and hit that damn subscribe button um please uh got some fun stuff coming up including a uh battle to the uh an ultimate animal battle uh jeremiah hensley and i uh made a tournament bracket of animals, all land animals, although alligators and turtles slash any kind of turtle. Anyways, go go check out, subscribe to the YouTube channel. That'll be coming out uh, this Thursday as you listen to this episode. The round one will, uh, and uh, I can tell you round two is going to come out at some point, and we're going to need audience uh, vote because we had an impasse as to who would win. I'm not going to spoil round one by telling you the two animals involved in that matchup. Um, although in hindsight, I, I kind of wish I had argued against the animal that Jeremiah's insisting would win the round two matchup, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, but check that out. Uh, also there's drunk Jeff eats on there and, uh, there will be podcast clips coming soon. Um, debating, I'm, I'm trying to do every Monday. I'm going to try to do a new podcast clip. I'm not there yet. Uh, and then Friday, I'm going to start maybe doing like a flashback Friday to a old episode. I only have videos saved from like episode, I think, 30 and later, uh, the first 29 episodes, although I think uh, probably almost a third of those were solo episodes without a guest or video. Uh, they only exist in audio form. So whatever. So. Anywho, make sure you're subscribed over there. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Minds, TikTok, whatever. Do me a favor, click the follow button if you have those socials. And boom, it's over.
Thanks for listening. It was amazing. <laughs> I I loved it. Be sure to come back for another great episode. I'm one wing away from Jeff Macalino. Of the Jeff Macalino Podcast. How much time did you spend on thinking of the name of your podcast? You want to just straight, that's my name. I'll add the word podcast to it. Yup. See you next week.